Hello, hello. Welcome to Foreign Takes. I'm here with my two co-buffoons, KG and Mr. Big Lev. Boys, welcome, welcome. How was your long weekend? It was long, long weekend? What? Oh, I forgot. Who was okay, it okay. long for? <laughs> Look at this lazy fuck. No, no, no. He didn't no. work on Friday, and then he's yeah. like, right how was your long weekend? Okay, that's his long weekend I did work. it's not working anymore. No, no, you, know, you know why I say long weekend? It's because, this topic we're going to cover later, it's because I propose that today, September 11, at least for us US-based folks, should be a day off. So, that's why I say long weekend. Look at him. Look at him. You didn't cut. propose that. I proposed that. Look at you stealing my ideas. Yes, yes. Classic okay. Americans, man. Listeners, I admit it was a stolen idea. Okay, wait. I'll quickly, just to, the topics we're going to cover today. Now that it's the boring break, Mr. International Break, we're going to review Champions League, the groups, next year's ridiculous format, Europa League, transfers. Uh, anything else you want to cover today, boys? Is that about it? I think the the hottest place to start by far is let's talk about actual football, which is the Champions League. Let's just go relatively quickly because this year is still relatively simple. Uh, Group A, wherever, is KG might interest you the most. It is Bayern, Man United, Copenhagen, and Galatasaray. I think my first question to you is, do you expect to get out of this group? No. (laughs) <laughs> I expect <laughs> them to get out of this group but then again Galatasaray has a very strong squad also but I've seen them play against Molde in knockouts okay uh, they weren't anything special if Molde, if it wasn't Molde if it was Copenhagen they would have knocked them out they won 2-1-2-1 both legs but the Galatasaray wasn't anything special but then again, this, they didn't have all the players that they bought in. They didn't have Tango Ndobele. They didn't have Zaha. They only had Dries Mertens and Icardi. And Icardi is good. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Zaha-ha. <laughs> okay, wait. Big Lev, you're more objective here. Let me repeat this group. Bayern, Big Man Lev, United. More objective. I'm being the most objective no, 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 no. as a Man United yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're a United fan. No, hold on, okay. Big yeah. Bayern, United, Man United, Copenhagen, Galatasaray. Objectively speaking, Man United should be winning this group, correct? Or at least no. finishing second. No, no. Second. They're not going to win over United, uh, Munich. But, okay, should they pass? Should should they get out yeah. of the group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those groups where people are like, oh, it's a hard group. But just like Man United should be beating Galatasaray like seven out of ten times. And Copenhagen oh. as well. We, we, yeah, well, yeah, that them ten out of ten times. Uh, but it just like... United's start of the season has been so dysfunctional. I won't be surprised if they have no wingers left until the start of the season because <laughs> they all beat their wives. <laughs> no, okay, hold on. I, I think we're being... Wait, KG, this, this is ridiculous. You cannot tell me. There, there should be... Like, the only question should be, are they finishing first or second? There's no way Man United, with their one-plus billion spent, should even be a question of, are they passing the, reality, the next round? In reality, it's going to be that's going to be the question. Yeah, they're going to be either first or second, and it's going to be decided <clears throat> not this Tuesday, next Tuesday, because it's the first game away at Bayern. But I think that's where it's going to be decided. United should be okay. finishing second, a yes. solid second, but... You've seen what the 
the season turned out into at the beginning. It, it's been a shit show after a shit show after a shit show. So, in reality, on paper, yes, United should be finishing minimum second. In reality, what's going to happen, they can finish third. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I expect right. them to get out, but if they finish and third, I'm not going to be surprised. It's not gonna, like United are not going to surprise me. And a lot will depend on how like Galatasaray will do against like Copenhagen. Like, because, yeah, it's a good team, kind of on paper, but it could also be like they draw away at Copenhagen and then it's like a mute point, right? They have to win those games. So. Agreed. They should be going for it, but I'm also thinking that Bayern, you know, they're not as strong as they were before. This season, Agreed. they're not That's... as. Yeah, they're medicine. just not functional, right? It's like they actually yeah. have the smallest squad in the entire Bundesliga. They are missing a right back, left back situation is weak. Uh, sorry, not left back. The right center back and the right backs uh, positions are yeah. weak. They're just overall, it's like. But you still expect, as far as United is concerned, like they should be passing, right? There, there's no, there's no questions here. My point being, they're beatable. United can also come back and beat them on Tuesday, get a Agreed. result, because yeah. right now everything about United seems like they're in disarray and they're. It's similar to last season when it was before the Liverpool game when they turned it around. It's similar to that. It's the same vibes. But then you never know. Next this Saturday they can beat Brighton. They can beat Bayern. They can turn it around, especially if they killed off Jaden Sancho. Play someone on the right. Mount is back. Amrabat is back. Varane is back. All of them are back. Maybe things are going to be looking up. Maybe they're going to... I'm just saying Bayern are beatable. But as of right now, everything that has come up with United in the past week makes us seem... Everyone even pondering the question. Like, before <laughs> that, nobody would even ask if this was a group and everything was fine and dandy with United. People would be like, oh, they should be definitely second. That's not even... Agreed. But with All everything, right. everyone's asking the question. So, United's okay. second minimum. I expect that. All right, so Group A, we're expecting United and Bayern to pass. All right, let's move on to the next group. Group B, of course, to my personal interest, it is Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV, and Lens from France. I think this is one of those, like, genuinely big love thoughts. What do you think? Like, you're more objective here from these four teams. It's a week. You're going to be it's objective in the Champions League. Yeah, anyway. man. Uh... <laughs> we're going to be coming to Europa League next, yes. <laughs> But it's like <laughs> Arsenal should be winning, correct? Like, there's no, there's no doubts here. Brasilia wants to just finish third, so they're not gonna challenge <laughs> for top two. And then Lance and like PSV, they're like, yeah, that's so, how I feel. Like, yeah, uh, Arsenal finishing, you know. Yeah, yeah, top, agreed. Top of that group comfortably. Agreed. Uh, that's that's the thing. As far as Arsenal, and then it's just a question of the second. I guess I yeah, think you PSV's guys have to choose second. So I, I actually agree with you. I think PSV will be finishing second as well. Eh, I Sevilla think it's to be yeah. All jokes aside. Yeah. It it just really but, depends, right? It's because like when they can get it together, they're very beatable on their day, but they can also beat any team on their day. It's yeah. one of those very hot or miss goals. But I think they've been in disarray this from the beginning of the season. They had to sell a bunch of players, they couldn't bring yeah, anyone agreed. in. It was it's very like it didn't they didn't change much from winning the Europa League. Also, it's their last chance to be in the Europa League from the third spot this season. So, not overall in the Europa League, but from the Champions League. Agreed. I think that because of the general climate in the Spanish League, PSV is going to finish second, but Arsenal should be winning this group easy piece. I don't no think Lanza can do anything special. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. And they also got sold for bits. A lot of the Lanza players have left, yeah. so they don't have much left. I guess 
The next group is one much more interesting, is Group C. It is Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga, and Union Berlin. So I think this is probably one of the clearest groups. There's a clear yeah. outstanding favorites, correct? Uh, this is not a controversial statement to say that Napoli and Madrid are outstanding favorites in this group. Yeah, but I think there's going to yeah. be a switch up of top of Madrid and I Napoli. Mean, both of them are, both of them are wobbly. This from what we've seen the four games this season, but Real Madrid doesn't have Benzema anymore. They were very like at the last grasp. They were winning games last season. Benzema was the one always like saving them. Now I think it may come up in this moment. They maybe they'll finish second, but again, Napoli is also undergone a lot of changes. They're not the same as last year. So I don't know. It may be Real Madrid, Napoli, obviously, but it all can also be Napoli. No, man. Napoli has been... They lost one game to Lazio, which is a hard game to, like, do well in. And uh, otherwise, they've been fine. They've been winning. And Real, yeah, it's a little wobbly, but it's also, like, I think they they dealt with some injuries. Uh, The fact that they didn't invest in a central forward... It's kind of weird and probably will keep them from winning the Champions League. But I don't think there's any any doubt who's going to qualify from this group. Right. It's just, I feel like it's just a head-to-head, right? It's like it, the number yeah. one, number yeah. two is just a decider between Napoli and Real Madrid. It's like whoever wins so, those two games is one and two. Who would you have up top waiting? I, I think personally, Napoli I actually Madrid. would have Napoli up front. Just because of Victor Osimhen, like I think it's just the the factor of they have a real striker who could finish, and Madrid cannot keep relying on Jude Bellingham to bail them out, right? It's like how many games yeah. could Bellingham actually score in the ninetieth minute? At some stage, it has to dry up. So that I agree with both of you. I, I think it's just Napoli might have the edge, but it's just a it's gonna be the one game will be a draw, one game will be a win. Whoever wins that game between the two of them is gonna be the number one. But I wouldn't just be surprised a, as well. If yeah, Napoli I agree. Top. But who was the I, other two in the group? It's Braga and Union, Union Berlin. Braga finished third last year. I think Braga's going to okay. third. Yeah. And Union plays quite defensive, counter-attacking. They only take one opportunity. They get you. They defend for 95 minutes. So it's actually a good fit for Champions League football, but it's also their first time. So that's why I think they will finish fourth, in all honesty. Mm. Yeah. Good also, Union's... Unions are for the commies, man. Fuck that. <laughs> Before you get yeah. any more trouble, uh, let's move on. <laughs> group D. I think this is a much more interesting group from all of them. So group Bro, D is... The next two groups are like fucking Europa League. Like, what the hell is this shit? Okay, let, yeah. let me... I agree with both of you. But okay, let, let me let me read out the group. Okay, group D. Benfica, Inter Milan... RB Salzburg and Real Sociedad. This is not a worth a discussion. This is hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah, truly, Inter right? Milan they, is the only one. Yeah, Inter Milan is the strongest by far. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah okay. People will be like, "Oh, but Inter were like in final last year," but eh, did that really count? Um, yeah, it counted. A, yeah. Listen, it takes. Uh, it still takes skill to get to the final. Like, and yeah, fair they, enough, they fair did enough. a good showing, right? Like, they did a yeah. good showing against Man City. Like, Bro, we have yeah, to give they them were credits. one Lakaka away from maybe like, equalizing. <laughs> Is that a new currency? <laughs> one Lakaka away. Yeah, one Lukaku away. <laughs> Who did like, like Lukaka with? They bought someone, some old fart. Yeah, I think uh, Eden Jacko. Maybe I'm not sure. But no, I mean, no, the truth Jekko's is like. 
<laughs> the truth is like you look at it and it's like Benfica, Salzburg, Sociedad, there's not much to split them all up, right? It's like any of yeah. them could beat anyone else on their good day. It's like that's really the truth of it. Well, Benfica is probably probably like the my pick just because like they have so much experience in Champions League. Like they consistently do like court last sixteen quarterfinals. They always have someone coming through and uh I, I feel like they should be able to beat those other teams. Uh, maybe not Inter, yeah. but the other, other two for sure. They got an Aldridge instead of instead of Lukaku, so I don't see them going that far without an Aldridge. La Caca. La Caca. Okay, let's, let's move on to the next group. Okay, Group E, I think, is kind of surprising. It's uh, Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, and Celtic. So well, I think Another trash-ass group, man. Who no, makes no, this that, up? no, no, I disagree. I think there's a clear top two and the bottom two. No, but Atletico had a Europa good League start, right? Three years ago. Atletico is not Atletico of the old, man. But yeah. they had a good start, right? It's like they've actually looked like they're on fire this year. Like they've come out really like he looks like he's trying to be, he's done a decent transformation, like an evolution of the old like defensive. They they look pretty solid. I'll I'll get to give them credit so far. Okay, let's see. I, I feel like he overstayed Atletico and he did not grow yeah. as a coach. Like yep. that is a hot take of hot takes, bro, my friend. No, I, like it's not that he didn't grow. Like I feel like they're just not, like there's some tension there now, and they're they just like because remember, bro, Atletico was like going to finals like two out of three years and stuff. They were challenging for the title. They were like a feared team, and the last couple of years they're like eh, and I I don't think they've really grown as a team. Like, I feel like they hit the point and they're, like, not able to progress th- through that. I mean, he point tried, is, right? He, he tried is, to which is, evolve the team. Which, he tried to evolve the team for a while, right? You know, he remember, if you remember, he tried to move to a more attacking. This is when they signed Jao Felix. They tried yeah. to move to an attacking, less of a defensive. It just didn't work out. It didn't work. Yeah, he did yeah. try. And then he went back to what, what he was doing previously, which is an old yeah. game. I don't know. I don't know. Simeone was supposed to leave, wasn't he saying that I'm leaving and then needed a U-turn? Yeah, yeah he changed his mind. Okay, I'm going to make I, you guys make a decision. Okay, so again, the group is Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, Celtic. Who's your top two, KG? Who's passing? Lazio and Atletico Madrid. Can I think same. this is... Same. Same. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's a no-brainer. Celtic and then Celtic, nothing, honestly. Respect yeah. all the Celtic fans, but Celtic is a Europa League level team. I'm sorry. Sorry. I agree. Okay, I'm gonna skip the next sorry, group. Sorry, wanna... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna skip group uh, F temporarily, and I'm gonna go to group G. So it is. Uh, God, I, Bro, just reading it makes me sick. It, it is. It's nice. a fucking joke. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a toss up. It's a fucking bold fraud just being walked into another <laughs> final. Okay, who made this group, man? Like, Honestly, it, it does look like corruption, right? It really does. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Smells like okay. it. So, to, to the listeners, it is Man City, uh, RP Leipzig, Young Boys, and I have to be honest, I, I'm going to brutalize this, this pronunciation. Srivna Svezda. I, I genuinely cannot... Svena Svezda. Svena Svezda. Thank you. Star Belgrade. It is Red Star yeah. I, You know, it's the only yeah. name that isn't translated in the Google the spreadsheet. Because okay. they want to... So, <laughs> uh, I assume we all agree, right? Top of this is obviously Young Boys is going to finish. Young Boys number one, and then Young Boys. <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. the Young Boys are going to finish. 
only one place and one number one in like <laughs> churches rankings of sexiest people. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is not a Catholic league, you know. <laughs> Champions League. But we all agree this is ridiculous, right? City is gonna cakewalk this group. They're gonna be half asleep. Bro, conference, yeah. level, conference league level group with Man City in it. It is a yeah, joke. Then easily, I'm win. gonna be surprised if City even can see a goal. Like Leipzig one, like, might goal. be able to get one, maybe yeah, one goal. Yeah, one or two, yeah. maybe. Apart from Leipzig, but they beat Leipzig 9-0 or something last year. Yeah, they did. They uh, actually destroyed them. Two, two legs. It's like, it, it was embarrassing. What, what like, is this joke? And Leipzig is not a serious team. They're not yeah. a serious team. They sell all their stars and they just continue playing. <laughs> they're like the third team in Bundesliga and they're happy with it. Yeah. So. I agree. Either way. All right. Not serious. Uh, once again, serious. ball fraud... I you know I never used the, this this phrase bald fraud but this is the one time Big Live I do agree when you call him bald fraud this is a bald fraud group if I've ever seen one this is a bald fraud, fraud, fraud group <laughs> he he's commenced his way to a treble last year pay, playing like fucking barely there Madrid who had no business being in the semifinals he was like just played this fucking piece of shit Leipzig who didn't do anything. Lakaka, Lakaka, help them out. All right, last group before we go back to our death group. All right, Group H has Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Antwerp. Realistically, Barca will finish top of the group, and Porto will come second. Right? I don't think there's much more to be said. But yeah, it's it's another like, what the fuck is Royal Antwerp? Sounds like some sort of like Taiwanese hand job. <laughs> and then Shakhtar, poor Shakhtar, man, they haven't played in their home stadium in like you know, nine years because it's yeah, bombed you're right. to <laughs> It's literally bombed out. So they play in Poland oh. now. They can't even play in Kiev anymore. And Porto is it's just Porto. They're going to do well till like last See, 16, last eight. I agree with you. You know, we talk about UF Alona. This is this is UEFA Luna. Like Barca yeah. getting a free pass. I know we talk about Man City, but Barca, since I remember when I started watching when I was a child, have always had these groups where you're like, this is ridiculous. Like you don't need to make it easier for the team that has the most money. Well, at least at the time had the most money. Yeah. Boring. All right, are we agreed? Barca and Porto are at the top. Yeah. For yes, sure. they should be at the top. All right. All right. Now we'll we see. have a group. Group F. Group what the fuck? Group Deathmatch. Yep. All right. This group consists of from France, PSG. From Germany, Dortmund, those losers. From Italy, AC Milan. And from England, Newcastle. Boys, I'm going to start off before we do any discussion about pros, cons, anything. I just want your rankings, number one through four. Who's finishing first and who's, who's finishing fourth? So again, it's PSG, Dortmund, Milan, Newcastle. Before we go into any discussion, I'm going to put that question to both of you. Let's start off with KG. Who, who do you have number one, all the way through number four? PSG, Milan, Dortmund, Newcastle. Wow. Hot take city. All right, Big Lev, number yeah, one to number four. I have number one, Milan, actually. Uh, then I have PSG, then Dortmund, then Newcastle. Wow, this yeah. is going to be what right, this is hot take yeah. time. I have yeah. Milan up top, number yeah. one. 
I have number two, surprisingly. I have Newcastle second. Uh, oh yeah, my bro. god. Hold uh, on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I have PSG third and I have Dortmund fourth. No. No, <laughs> that's not happening. You were the one who said that Newcastle. You go back to listen to the previous podcast. You're the one who said that I changed my Newcastle mind. are not making it. How can you change your mind within a week? Okay, so What? let me give you. No, no, okay. So I think we. Milan, we agree, is just a strong team, right? And they, they've only gotten stronger in the la over the summer. They, they look solid. They're going to be number one and number two. I think we all voted that, right? Yeah. Here's my take about why Newcastle will beat both Dortmund and PSG. PSG, what do we call Liga? Farmers League, right? Newcastle yeah. play high-tempo football. Like I think probably the second or third highest-tempo, most aggressive football in the Premier League, which is already such faster, more aggressive football. I think they will just overpower PSG. And this is not the PSG fold, right? As long as Kylian Mbappe doesn't do something magical, the rest of the team, I'm not going to lie, they You're don't look... really betting on the fact that Kylian Mbappe is not going to do something magical. I think I'm banking on Kylian Mbappe doing what he does and finishing first. But here's the thing. I think just they look weaker overall, the rest of the team, PSG. So it's like Mbappe can only do so much, right? He can only do so much by himself. And that's why they I think... They never Newcastle... look strong. No, I just like, without Neymar who is like a good creative player for years in the Champions League when he was available. And then I think just the fact that it's just Mbappe left now with the rest of the team, this is why I think Newcastle will overpower PSG and Dortmund. That's the only reason that I have them second. No no Bro. other reason. I think it's just a Premier League is... They just... The PSG and Dortmund He's will not be able to Premier League right now. <laughs> Newcastle is not going to go far with that coach, man. Come on. He's just like... Not yeah. ready oh, for right. Actually, you're right. I take okay. it back. Uh... First of all, Milan has looked. Milan and Rafael Leao look good. PSG, since uh, the crazy frog came back, he's been pretty good. <laughs> and they got a bunch of like new players that are like actually like not those players. flashy wild purchases, but like smart purchases. The problem there is just, they got like so many people. It's just gonna take a while for them to settle in. But I still think they have enough firepower to like get them through. Mm. Uh, and then Dortmund just like I, I don't even know do who's anything. left there anymore. Like they're fine enough to be problematic, but just don't see them having enough to like I've actually seen them win enough. To the Europa League. I think yeah. Newcastle's knowledge, lack of experience in Europe and the Premier League, the fact that they're not going to be treated as as they did in the previous year, going to catch up to them and they're just going to tank it. And they're going to yeah. fire Eddie Howe by January. Okay, they're I have a question bring in someone else. That's a good point. Okay, I have a question for you. If you if you are Newcastle and, you know, you play two games a week, right? Actually, really yeah. sick, and it's going to be like one week Champions League, then Premier League, FA Cup, Premier League, Champions League. Premier, and, you know, it's going to be back-to-back. -back. If, if you were in Eddie Howe's shoes, like the two of you, Would you prioritize your starting 11, best starting 11 for the Champions League games? Or would you try to prioritize your best starting 11 for the weekend? Like, really, we're talking about, like, Alexander Isak, Bruno, and Sven Botman. It's like, where, where, when do you play? You have to do play both. the midweek? So, so for, uh, for the group stage, uh, you don't really have, like, usually during the first half of the week, sorry, season, you still haven't played enough games where you need to prioritize. So I think in the group stage yeah. you can play your best eleven and just like not show up for Carabao Cup. There's no FA Cup as well. No, FA Cup doesn't start till January. Oh, uh, I guess you're right. So Third, I'm, I'm saying in the first half, right? Then if you get out of the group, 
I feel if you're Eddie Howe and you were able to get to the playoffs, everything else is gravy. Because you met your, yep. like, you know, you're not going to win it. It's been nice if you keep on going. But, like, what's more important for you is to be there next year. So then you, you do, like, I guess you can't show up to the last, you know, 16 with a bunch of scrubs. But then, like, mm-hmm. I, I do my best to, you know, make you're sure people are rested and stuff. I think the Champions League on itself is not a huge issue. I think the problem is when teams are successful and they're chasing, like, trebles, quadruples, or they won something previous year and then have to go to this fucking club World Cup and stuff, it all accumulates, and then people get, like, really tired. But if it's only, like, Champions League and Premier League, like, that's... I think it's fair to say, like, modern teams have big enough uh, squads that they should be able to, like, handle those. Okay, wait. The only problem I see for Newcastle, the only problem I see for Newcastle is that if Tonali... Or Bruno Gamarayev gets injured, he has the Longstaff brothers, and you can't play the Longstaff brothers against Borussia Dortmund. Oh wait! But can you play them even against a Premier League team? In all honesty, they're going to get play against Burnley. You can play them against. Yeah, fair Burnley. enough. You yeah, can play them against the person you were playing against. It's a good enough depth for you to be in the top ten. It is a good enough depth, but is it good enough depth to be in the top five of the Premier League? Absolutely not. So. Is it good enough bench to play the Champions League on Tuesday, then a Premier League game on Saturday, and then another Carabao Cup game on Tuesday, then an FA Cup game on Friday, and then another Champions League game on Tuesday? Uh, probably not. Probably you not. probably need I... Sandro Tonali to play in every game, but he's not made out of rubber. You know? So, this, this is where I don't we, think... this is exactly what we talked about in the beginning of the summer, right? It's like Newcastle getting top four, it can be a blessing and a curse, right? Because yep. this is exactly the situation where they don't have a big enough squad yet. But if they miss out this year, then it's a disaster next year. Like they have to have Champions League in order to essentially pay for the team and transfers like that. The only silver lining is that top five teams will go to to the Champions League and they may be able to squeeze past there if everyone continues to perform the way they do. But I don't know. I don't see Newcastle finishing in the top two of the Champions League. I just don't see them doing it. If they do it, I'm glad to be wrong and then they can get out of it. I I agree. I think this is actually a good time to to talk about this change about fifth place. Because I think, okay, for the listeners who are unaware... Uh, UEFA is fucking with the perfect formula that they perfected over the last 20 years and changing the format of the Champions League starting next year because they want money. And they're going from 32 teams, I believe, to 36 teams, which means they're moving to essentially a new format. So the old format was just like 32 teams divided by eight groups of four teams. Very straightforward. The new format, just quickly, and again, no words will justify how confusing this is, but essentially what's happening is all of the teams will be into four pots of nine. Every team in every pot will play each other. So again, just remember, I said there's going to be nine teams. So that's, they're going to play nine games uh, uh, home and away. So like that's an extra four games that they're supposed to play. And essentially what's going to happen is uh, all of the top eight will go into directly into the round of 16. And then positions nine through number 24 will go into a playoff to then go fight for the last eight. So essentially, that means... And there's no drop from Champions League to Europa League. Overall, very confusing. I think it's a fucking shit show. But I'm really curious for your thoughts on, like, why they did this and if this is a better than the current form. It's super easy why they did it. They did it because of the Super League that was supposed to happen three years ago. Yep. 
they agreed probably was some behind the alley deal with the club owners who wanted to do a super league. They're like, hey, we're going to make it 100% certain that you're going to get in the Champions League. You're going to play more games. You're going to do, you're going to have your Super League. You're going to have the games with Barcelona home and away maybe four times a year. You're going to have it because top eight are going to proceed and then we're going to make sure that the playoff, like we're going to play you even more with other teams so you can go then and play Barcelona again. And they're going to be playing like normal Champions League teams. I don't know, man. It's just a money grab, and I hope this format fails and they just go back to normal. You know, like you don't you don't mess with perfection. Why the fuck would you mess with perfection? It was perfect, right? Okay, here's here's my take though. Doesn't this just dilute it? I mean, like maybe the first year or the second year, it's amazing. You get to see like all the people who are casual fans get to see Barcelona extra ten times and stuff. But at some stage, it just doesn't feel special anymore, right? Because right now it feels special. It's like. But in the new format, you're like, you don't actually need to win that many games and you get the pass. Like in, in the old format, it's like you have to be top two in your group to make it. Yeah, and they're kind of removing the speciality year by year. Arguably, the way the Champions League started was that you had to be champion of your country to go play in the Champions League in the 90s. Or they, and they changed it to top two, and then they changed it to top four. Then they removed the away goal. They just slowly building everything together to one Super League and they're removing everything special about it. I think the Champions League format with the top four teams or top three teams from different countries with an away goal has been peak football and they've ruined it and it's not going to be the same. I agree. I think that the criticisms about like, hey, like let's get more money distributed across to more clubs, more countries, you know, just like start distributing it more. But I'm like, inherently there's a limitation right in like football it's like the top clubs will get the most money that's just the way it is yeah. and that's just the way it will be forever right so it's just we've just helped them more because of the fucking super league i just i don't understand uefa's the, you beat the well, i thought they had beaten this stupid idea and instead they've just baked it into this new champions league format they so just that's wrote, they did. uefa's initial problem with the idea was that they were being cut out not that yeah. oh it was bad for people. Fair enough. No, no, they are, they, they were angry because they were getting fucked over. Now they have piece of the pie. They're like fuck the people. Bro, it's yeah, always exactly. fuck the people. They were their power was taken away from them. There was a new boss in town, new governor in town. They're like fuck it, no, I'm gonna be the one governing it. I don't yeah. care. I'm gonna do the same thing. They made a deal with them. They're like, hey, I'm gonna give you more share of a pie because. The owners of the Super League teams who were included in I mean, fucking Tottenham. I don't know why even Tottenham was part of the Super League. They're not going to even be in the top five anyways. <laughs> Fuck Tottenham. Fuck Tottenham and their fucking goose that they stands on a fucking ball. But regardless, it's just they they calculated that UEFA had too much money that they didn't share with them. So if I was like, okay, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to increase more games. I'm going to keep my pie, but I'm just going to give you from the increase of the games more money. So you shut the fuck up. It's an easy mafia-type, corrupt yeah. government-type deal. Here's what I think, though. Outside the Premier League, I feel like now, if you're like La Liga, maybe La Liga not as much, but if you're like League One, Serie A, Bundesliga, like one of those teams that made it, you're suddenly a lot less interested in doing well. Well, not a lot, like, but you're suddenly a lot more devoted into doing well in Champions League there's so many different options and like it's basically a full league where you can play a lot of games and get a lot of money 
So the quality of the local leagues will suffer, I think. Yeah, I the Premier League, you just have I too agree. many good teams for that to suffer significantly, and there's too much competition. But if you're Dortmund and you're assured the top four, basically, for just being around and just doing what you do, you're not never going to push that. Like, I don't think you'll be as challenging. Bundesliga will be even more of a joke than it is now. Yeah, for, it's all yeah, in favor of Leipzig, Bayern, you're, right? Dortmund, yeah. you're like, as long as we make the Super League, like, we're good. Like, yep. that that makes way more sense than trying and going all in to win the Bundesliga, which might, yeah, might exactly. not happen. It's like, Why do you need titles when you can be the top yeah. four? Like, even if you, there's going to be probably a lot of yo-yo clubs from the German leagues and the, not even, yeah. I'm not even talking about, like, these small European teams. Like all the other Tsvernas Vesnas and all of them, I'm just saying that they they would prioritize playing more knockout games probably. Why would I finish in top eight in the Champions League if I can play more games, get more money for my viewership in the knockout? Then even if I don't make the top four, I'm gonna have enough money to invest, finish top four in the next year without the Champions League, and in the process win zero titles, but just invest in the team. Go play in the Champions League. Again, playing the knockout rounds. Forget about the title. Drop out. There's going to be a lot of the yo-yo teams. It's going to be similar to what Luton is doing in the Premier League, what Norwich was doing in the Premier League, just in the European line. And then you're just going to lose all of these amazing teams. Like, remember Malaga, who went to fucking semifinals? You, yep. you, there's not going to be a final of Monaco Porto of 2003 or 2004. No, that's, that's long gone, though, that's right? Gone. Like, we agree. That's gone. Like Inter Milan was a surprising final for Agreed. versus City. There has been surprising teams in the final. Tottenham against Liverpool. How much I shit on Tottenham. It was a surprising team. They were worthy to play in a final. They deserved it. They did everything that was necessary of them. But with this format, it's going to be long gone. And if it's going to happen, it's going to be a less akin to Leicester rather than this, you know, I did a knockout run game. It's just going to yeah. be like someone who magically played a lot of games and they're going to be much more tired to play in the fun, which is not Agreed. fair. So and this okay. is in general stupid. See, this is, this is my thing. It's like, like something slightly different to talk about. I remember watching like as a kid, like your earliest memories of Champions League and like how I fell in love with those, you know, those nights, Real Madrid, yeah. Inter Malona away, and of course, Highbury home. Those are my favorite yeah. games. But it's like, oh, I remember the Highbury <laughs> games with Juventus and Arsenal. It's one of the first oh, ones. Oh, fire, right? So this yeah. is the thing. I'm like, like, I feel like maybe this is just being romantic and like uh, sentimental, but I feel like we grew up in the golden age. While, like w- when yeah. we developed our love for football in that golden age where the format was perfect, the big money teams hadn't completely taken over yet. So there was still this unknown, but it felt still like core football and less of a money situation. Does that? I'm not, or am I just being yeah, sentimental? No, I and... agree. I agree with you 100%. But also, part of, I want to add to that fact for you is because at that time, there were two strongly... I mean, the Premier League was up and coming with Arsenal, United, uh, Liverpool being in and out there. But, I mean, from... Chelsea. It was mostly Arsenal, Arsenal United, and then Chelsea joined and Liverpool. But in that period, when it was Juventus, when Thierry Henry was Arsenal went to the final, it was only two teams technically playing in Europe and going and getting the knockouts. It was United and Arsenal. It just shows that the Premier League was upcoming. 
but Serie A was the league to be in. It was their Agreed. end end of their period. It was Inter's Juventus in the Milan's. Uh, the first game that I remember, which was special, I think it was. Uh, I was just getting into watching football, and everyone knew that I was supporting United. So my friends told me to watch the final of two thousand. Was it two thousand two, two thousand three? Juventus versus Milan. At it was at Old Trafford. Two thousand three. At Old Trafford, so that's why I tuned in. It was a by standards of uh, for a kid to watch that game late at night. It was a boring game, probably. It was 0 0. It went to penalties. That's when it became <laughs> interesting. But I remember Shevchenko scoring and killing off Juventus. Milan won that final. Juventus haven't won a final since God knows when in general. But those games were special. And I think those games were always special. Back in that time, they were special because Serie A was up and coming and German teams, again, as I spoke in the previous podcast, they was it wasn't only Bayern. There was also Leverkusen. There was Dortmund. They they were then Wolfsburg. But also, I think that period and that sentimentality that you're talking about died off with the dismantling of the away goal. I think until Agreed. the away goal oh, was around, I, oh. the, the feeling of the knockout games. Even I remember five years ago watching. Real Madrid versus Bayern, the knockout game when Ronaldo missed penalties, they went to penalties because of an away goal. That yep. uh, edge, that scare to concede a goal, that the teams were scared to play in the beginning in the first leg, was everything, and they killed it with an away goal. So the past two years of Champions League was boring. That's my opinion. I, my opinion. I agree. I, I'm actually curious, because I think you and I, KG, have had a benefit. Like, we grew up, just because of the era when they were competing, it was obviously United, uh, United and uh, Arsenal. Like, I'm curious for Big Lev, because Liverpool, let's be honest, actually, they did take the Champions League at that era, the one that they did win. 2005. So it was in the era. But I feel like maybe it's just because I'm biased. But Big Lev, do you remember big nights outside? I feel like, I think they went finals one year, lost finals one year, the one. They won the Europa League in 2000. No, sorry, 2005. 2005 is when they won, correct? They won Champions League 2005. They won. Uh, when did they lose? It was called UEFA Cup 2001. And they right. went to final of Champions League 2007. 2007. But Those also, are the two I remember. Bro, like, they were competing for Premier League in some years, like 2001, 2002. I think they competed a little bit. Not till the last day. Like, Agreed. the recent years. But, like, they had some years where they were, like, in it till, like, March. Like, they were in one of the top three teams. It wasn't, like, all. So, Were you watching uh, at that time? No. When did you get into it? I'm actually genuinely curious. So, I watched a little bit of soccer before um, I got into Liverpool. I was I really liked Zidane. So, yeah, but I was Zidane. not watching that many. Um, like I would just I didn't have like a club team. So I've seen like for example I watched 2000 and 2001 finals. Like I was really rooting for Valencia in 2000. And then, like, when Zidane scored that goal, it was amazing. 2006, I was all about France. And Zidane, man, I fucking cried when he was sent off. <laughs> uh, but then I really got into Liverpool uh, since Torres came on, bro. Uh, he was just wow. so filthy. Just, he was so good. And, like, yeah. probably, like, Suarez was better for him. But I just preferred watching Torres. When prime Torres was just, like, ah, uh, like a pleasure. Him and Gerard were a pleasure to watch, man. But you see, how Jeff do you explain this love? This love to like, I feel like people today are not blessed with 
this discovery of this team Bro, I, that attacks. I don't, I don't know. I like. I feel like we're being a little bit of a boomers. You know, back in my <laughs> day, we had this. Uh, kids still get into, uh, you know, footballers and stuff. I think uh, the problem now it's it's a lot more. Um, so we had, you know, we watched them on TV. And then you someone you'd see someone and they're like, oh man, that's like what a player. It's I'm gonna watch him and then I'm gonna watch that team. But now, bro, you go on fucking. The kids have their brains just like bombarded by TikToks and Instagram shorts and look at fucking Neymar doing this and like it's much hard. Like I feel they're more targeted to like yeah. certain teams and certain players. Agreed. Whereas before, like, they, yeah, you'd show your games and there's not much else you could do to get more kids to like you apart from being successful and having, like, footballers that were playing well. Now you can take, like, some, like, a good, still good player, but you can throw enough social media behind that person that they can become, like, a, a favorite of, like, the young kids and then kind of, like... But the problem is, I think now the uh, attention span is a sh- lot shorter, so you have to keep bombarding people with that. I think I I think what Big Love is trying to say is that they fall in love with the character more than they fall in love with the football game itself. Yeah. I think for us, it was more about how they played football, and then the guy who played football, and then you like the character. Here now, they like the character more. And they don't care about. I mean, they don't care as much about how they play. Because I remember Zidane's World Cup final. Like, the balls to headbutt a person in the World Cup final, I, that has never happened before and won't happen again. And ever. Whoever say, ever. And whoever says about Messi's iconic World Cup final, I think 2006 World Cup final, by a mile was a better World Cup final than Argentina's win, even though Zidane lost. He panenka Buffon, who was the... <laughs> was and still probably is the best goalkeeper. He panenkaed him and then he smacked the motherfucker in the chest and left. And he never played for France ever again. That <laughs> World Cup or, or soccer ever. Cup. Like, didn't play football. He didn't like play a... at all. Yeah. Then he returned. He then returned, won three Champions Leagues and never managed again. Like, that's what he did. <laughs> I have he a question for you. What is, what is the equivalent? Because there's no way for us to explain that to, to someone today, right? It's like the, 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 the magnitude of. What is the equivalent of, like, what would Messi have had needed to do at the Qatar World Cup to match the craziness of that Zidane final? Like, generally, I try to explain to people it's impossible. Bro, for me, it wasn't just the final. I think that tournament, Zidane was just, like, on a whole another level. (laughs) Like, his game against Brazil specifically, man, he single-handedly just like clowned on the entire brazil midfield like they yep. could not touch him and yep. brazil was overwhelming favorite in 2006 yes they had like yeah, they had ronaldo, team, ronaldinho rivaldo kaka, kaka. uh fucking who else there's, there were some other midfielders that were really good. Like, wow yeah. all the all the asian teams from 2002 the ones they won and they were yeah. about to do a two-peat but then Zidane yeah. just clowned on them. He clowned then, them. He uh, bossed the midfield alone. Yeah, alone, alone. man. And uh, the 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 pass to like Andre's goal, and then he's like con- like he scored pretty much like I think apart from that game in every other playoff game because he scored before for against Spain, then he scored against Portugal, 
and then scored in the final as well. And he was yep. just like filth, man. Like, no, Messi was amazing, still good. And, uh, like, Messi is old, so he needed a little bit of help. And, like, if you see his contributions, like, he was still probably the main guy for Argentina. So I'm not going to, well, like... he had moments, right? Like, his, his was moments. Had like, moments, Messi yeah. had moments, but Zidane was controlling entire games during that World Cup. Yeah, he controlled so... the game so much so he got five, he got that red and they lost. Like, it was we went to penalties. Like, it wasn't, like, a decisive moment for the... Like, the team could have carried on, but they lost and... I think, and I, I've said that Argentina removing Messi from the Argentinian team. I said it before, and it's a hot take for everyone out there. But if you remove Messi <laughs> from the Argentinian team, they'll still probably can reach a final of the World Cup. If you remove him, they'll find a way to play around him. That team of France was an up and coming team because they did, they won the Euros in 2000, then they failed in 2002, they had to rebuild. They rebuilt everyone was doing Henri was at the peak of his powers. They had Evra, they had Turam, they had all the young kids coming in. So they had the two World Cups in them. The 2010 World Cup was when they all peaked. Everyone expected a lot from them. The only change was that there was no Zidane and they stayed in the groups. They like, that's how big of a difference Zidane is. You can walk into the World Cup with from Europe and you can walk into the World Cup through the South American League. Because Portugal beat Luxembourg today, 9-0. That's the <laughs> competition you have to go to the World Cup. But once you get there, that's where it makes sense. And Zidane bossed it. Without him, they couldn't do it. So, again, uh, don't just... See, you know what that is? That, is? that is truly a foreign take that we are seeing Zidane's 2006 World Cup is superior to Messi's 2022. Because I guarantee you, I think the average watcher is losing. If they heard this, would their minds would be melting? I think. Yeah, I'm telling you, their minds would be melting because they just don't understand how big a moment that was. Truly, that is. Yeah, you didn't have this is, social media, so you you wait. Like you saw him headbutt. You saw a panenka, then you saw him headbutt the person. Then you try to somehow understand what the fuck? Why did he headbutt Matarat? What did he say to him? You had to wait. There were speculations going around. And then only in the next morning, you would go around to the playground with your friends to play soccer because it was the summer. And then they would be like, <laughs> did you see that? Did you see? What the fuck? It was a topic for a week, what he did. I mean, that I probably agree. in these days... Around the entire very... world, right? It was like <clears throat> yeah. around an entire world that was not as connected as it is today. And yet, I promise you, more people were talking about it than Messi's win. Because Messi's win was like fire and there were certain places. But... Marco Materazzi getting a headbutted in the chest by Zinedine Zidane in the World Cup extra time. Yeah. Unnatural, right? Truly, like, uh, something we will never witness again. Yep. Never witness again. Unbelievable. It was a great final. Great final. Ah. To the listeners, and I'm not even uh, a Real Madrid fan. Oh, I agree. (laughs) I agree. To the listeners, if you haven't watched, truly, truly, it is worth rewatching. If you're ever going to watch any game, the 2006 World Cup, after you read the Wikipedia so you can get some context, it is absolutely worth watching. I think it's worth also, it. Also, not to like shit on Italy. Italy's team was also stacked. They had Totti, they had Piero. Oh, Fon, unbelievable. Materazzi, Gro- Grosso, one scored to Germany that they went through. Cannavaro. So, I mean, it was a great... Was... I don't think a World Cup final probably will be on the same level, but I don't know. Maybe it's just the big players that we grew up with. Grew up. Maybe that's why. Yeah. It I might be. Uh, it doesn't seem that the France France versus Argentina is the same level as 
that star-studded Italian team and no, no, no uh, chance. The France of Zidane. No, no chance. All right. On that lovely note, next week we'll be back with real football, not just reminiscing about Zidane. Premier League is back. Bundesliga is back. Serie A is back. We have quite a few games. I have no doubts. A week from today, you'll be listening to KG whine that Brighton destroyed his poor United, but that's kind of well, inevitable. I'm surprised that the United is going to win. Oh! They need to turn it around. Is that uh-huh. a bet on it? Wow, okay. Like a, what, yeah. What's the score? What's Two your one. prediction? 2-1 for United. KG? Sorry, Big Lev? 2-2. Uh, two, two. Alright. 4-1 for Brighton. Uh, this guy deluded, man. He's the fucking Arsenal man, you, TV you heard right him here yeah. first. Four He's one, turning into four. AFT. AFT, TV. AFT, AFT might be ridiculous, but 4 1, I'm telling you. All right, yeah. good night, guys. Okay, right. Why don't you put some fiber on it? Then go do it. Ah, fine, fine, I will. Okay.